it's that follow up with that customer and the customer service. And if you wow them, that's going to make you an exceptional dealer or, or contractor that's out there. You have to set yourself apart. You're listening to Toolbox of the Trades, brought to you by Service Titan, a podcast for top service professionals where we interview leaders for their best tips and tricks of the trades. Learn how industry trailblazers stay ahead of the competition and how you too can be at the forefront of an industry. Let's jump in. Hello, contractors, and welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades. Today's guest is Rod Yoder, the Director of North American Dealer Sales at Connecticut Water Systems. As our very first professional from the water treatment industry, Rod did not disappoint. In fact, today's interview is filled with tips he's learned over his 24-year career at Connecticut, and they can all be applied to literally any service business. We spoke about the importance of delivering excellent customer service, how to obtain a 75% close rate through referrals, how to navigate the dealer and seller relationship, and finally, what the Internet of Things has in store for the future of home service. Enjoy! Rod Yoder, welcome to the Toolbox for the Trades podcast. Thank you, Jack. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Oh, no problem. I'm super happy for you to be here as well. So you are the director of North American Dealer Sales at Connecticut Water Systems. Correct. A little bit different than our standard guest, which which tends to be a contractor, business owner, stuff like that. So I'm really excited to hear your side of the story in terms of where you exist within the trade space. But to kick us off, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, um, like you said, my name is Rod Yoder. I've uh, been with Connecticut for, I'm in my 24th year. Uh, we're located in just east of Cleveland, Ohio. So we get every type of weather there is up here. So it, that's always fun stories to tell about. But um, no, I grew up in Northeast Ohio and um, I went off to college down in Virginia in the mid eighties. And I worked in the hospitality industry in the hotel restaurant and I learned how much fun that could be. It was uh, kind of drove me crazy, but I learned, learned great customer service skills down there and how to deal with customers because when you're in a hotel and restaurant environment, you can get yelled at quite a bit for silly stuff, but it was important to the, to the customers. And that's where I, I learned it was so important to listen to people instead of just, you know, talk at them, but you really need to listen. So um, did that for a few years and I moved back up to Ohio um, in the mid nineties. And then um, I dabbled in a couple different industries. I worked at a, at a company as their general manager and sales manager, and I've been accounting management, but my true, my, my true enjoyment has always been dealing with the customers and, and talking to people. I like talking to people and getting to know them. And then uh, 1996, I decided I'd have to get a real job because I was going to get married following year and, and I wanted some good benefits and a good reputable company. So that's where I happened upon Connecticut. And um, fortunately they hired me back then and I've held a number of positions here at Connecticut from um, technical sales to costing to even certification and compliance and things like that. And then I was a product manager for a few years and then um, uh, was a like a district manager and then in um, 2014 I went into this position here and uh, I'm responsible for all our dealer sales in uh, North America. Nice. That's awesome. Canada, so, yep. 
Very, very cool. So I always ask uh, guests how you got into the trades and you said I was looking for a reputable company where Mm -hmm. I could grow my career in preparation for starting a family. Um, Did you have any exposure to the trades before then? Not really. I had, um, I, I had known some people that worked in the HVAC industry and things like that. And, but I didn't know really much about it. So I had very little exposure when it, when it gets down to it. But as soon as I started here, I was opening up to it right away. And, and especially on the dealer side, because you know, a lot of them have plumbing backgrounds and things like that. So that's really nothing until I got here at Connecticut. Dang. How did you kind of bridge that gap in between not really having much plumbing knowledge and dealing with dealers that have this super technical knowledge? Um, I just listened. I just, I just ask a lot of questions and um, I'm not the smartest technical guy in the world, but I'd like, I'm very inquisitive and I would just go out and and meet with dealers and I'd do ride alongs with them. I just want to learn how they did things. And if I could understand that, then that means I'd be able to, help them out in the long run too. hopefully, you know, make, make changes in their business and help them grow like that. But it was, it was a lot of listening and a lot of hands-on, a lot of, a lot of questions asked. Got it. A lot of really understanding how their business model works so you can make the right. proper recommendations as a representative of Connecticut. Right, right, right. And all our dealers are all independent. We're not set up as a franchise. So we have about 240 dealers, independent dealers in the U.S. and Canada. So really we're dealing with individual business people and depending how big they are and where they are in the country, they're all a little bit different, but they also all have a lot of similarities too. And it's just, it go, it's going back and, and trying to take a step back and, and look at how they operate their business and, and trying to identify uh, some key takeaways to help them. But it's kind of neat though, having, you know, this many partners that we work with out there and, and, um, like I said, having that independence, it, it really, you can see a lot of different creativity out there. Sometimes when you follow the franchise model, everything's all the same. Sometimes that's good. But our, I mean, we see a lot of different things, a lot of neat things. And we can a lot of times take those to other dealers and share them. And that really helps in their growth as well. That's really interesting. I'm just making this connection now that you and I are actually very similar in that I speak with service Titan customers all the time and service Titan mm-hmm. prospects. And I really enjoy it because I get to see like a bird's eye view of their business. And just like you said, see all the neat things that they implement. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What are some of the neatest things that you've seen while working with uh, different, with different dealers? Well, we, we've had, I mean, some of the, the advertising that we see from our dealers, um, and again, a lot of it goes back to what what um, location they are and what resonates with people. And we have a dealer that's down in uh, Naples, Florida, and they did this this campaign that showed this lady getting out of the shower. And she goes, "My hair, my hair, my hair." And um, so everywhere you go down in Naples, they see you have a Connecticut name on your shirt. They're asking about my hair, and then so some dealers would see that and they may implement something like that back at at their location. And sometimes it doesn't work. So we, we see really unique things like that. We, we've had people that um, would take, um, make their own little mascots, like a big water drop or things like that. And they go to parades and they bebop around in the parades. And it's just, there, there's all kinds of things that everybody has, has done. And it, it, it's uh, been pretty neat to share. And I, I think one of the, the coolest things about Connecticut and our dealers is that the camaraderie that we have because they don't compete with each other. We have exclusive territories in most parts and the dealers 
we're really a, a big family. Um, we deal with them as, as we don't look at them as, as you know, they are our customers, but we're more partners in this. And because we, we treat our dealers like that and our dealers feel like that. So when they get together at meetings, the dealers share ideas. I mean, it's, 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 it's such, it is awesome to see because I know in, in some businesses and stuff where you have a lot of people gathered together, they're almost competing against each other, but here they'll, they'll call some dealer up in Knoxville, Tennessee, and they'll talk to a dealer out in Concord, California, and they're sharing ideas and they're implementing different ideas and really, what we help do is kind of help facilitate that. And, and my team out there will kind of grab ideas and share things back and forth. But the camaraderie between our dealers is, is second to none. I just, it's just, it's just a really neat experience. And it's, it's, I'm fortunate to be part of it. You know, that's, we hear different things. that's awesome. And I totally agree with you. I think this entire industry, the, um, the entrepreneur, the service entrepreneurial space is incredibly, collaborative and they love to share. It sounds like almost Connecticut's made their own little best practices group amongst yeah, their yeah. dealers. Yep. Yep. We try to do that. Um, but it's um, that entrepreneurial spirit that you mentioned that that's what's so key is that, you know, once they have that and they get that momentum going and they, they like sharing ideas and we like to hear them from everybody. That's what I love that. And I also love the, my hair, my hair shower thing that has to be with all of like the water hardness, right? You're yeah, my first, yeah. you're my first water treatment customer yeah. on the podcast. So you'll have to forgive me. I'm pretty familiar with plumbing, HVAC and electrical jargon, but water yeah. treatment, I'm going to, I'm from, I'm from New York city, New York city. So I've, I've lived in New York city tap and now I'm in California, Los Angeles tap. So uh, yeah. from what I hear, there's different. A little bit different from what I hear. There's better water opportunities out there. Uh, but they're everywhere. <laughs> and, and, that, and that's what's unique about our business too, is that probably 80% of the country has what we call hard water if you're dealing with the water software side. And only about 10% of all homes have hard water in them and, mm. or have, have a water software in them. So the market is, is huge out there for us to grow. It's just getting out there and, and educating people and, um, same thing on a drinking water side. You know, if you have, if you're on city water, a lot of people think, oh, my water's fine. And there's nothing wrong with it. And most cases it, it, it is fine. It's safe to drink. We have probably the best drinking water in the world, but there's things that get in the water, um, you know, after the plant, the infrastructure, as we all know, everybody in trades knows is, is aging. There's parts of the country where they sell wooden pipes and you have lead solder and a lot of times water can can flow through this infrastructure and gets kind of recontaminated so to speak and um, that's where drinking water in the home is so critical and a lot of people just they, they don't know that so there's a lot of education that has to go on um, and just trying to explain to customers we don't want to scare the customer um, we're 100 against that but if you can just educate them and teach them about what's out there um, it, it goes uh, it goes a long way with the customer well, totally. You just wrote aging and you just said aging infrastructure and I wrote it down and I highlighted it. I've heard that a lot before. Um, how do even dealers begin to combat that without leaning into kind of that fear-based marketing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple different things that our dealers do. Um, there's, there's a website called ewg.org and that is uh, it's a third party um, and what they do is they gather information from all the water reports out there. So every, I think every quarter, every six months, a um, municipality has to file their, their water reports with all their customers. 
And so this is a central website that brings all these reports together. So homeowners can go on there or dealers can go on there. Uh, anybody can go on there, type in their zip code, and they'll tell you what their water report is. So we rely on that a lot to, um, to educate the homeowners so we don't go in and say, hey, you've got VOCs in your water, something like that. They can actually go on this report and it'll show them what's in their water report. Some of this stuff is below the EPA limits, but it may be above the health limits. There's, there's usually two different standards in there. And really you wanna be below the health level. So that's, that's as far as the contaminants. When you talk about the actual infrastructure themselves, um, dealers will often take pictures, uh, maybe of the plumbing outside, but a lot of times in the home they'll have a picture of a copper pipe and it's 75% plugged with water hardness. So they, we use a lot of visuals, a lot of pictures and like that to, to educate the customer. But um, that seems visuals are a lot of things that, that people seem to, 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 re, to remember things. So that's why it's so important in, in our business. Got it. I, I know which website I'm going to at the end of this yeah. conversation, Rod. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so kind of going back to our, you know, to what we were just talking about in terms of, you know, you're the first water treatment professional I've had on the podcast, uh, which mm -hmm. is a long time overdue. Talk to me about some of the parallels you see between your industry and the other trade industries like HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. Yep. I think there's a lot more um, or probably there than you, people even realize. I think, I think the number one is that we're true home service providers. You can't go into a big box store and, and buy, I mean, you can start talking to HVAC companies or electrical, but really the, the bulk of the work is done in and the home. You have to build a relationship with that customer, whether it's a previous customer or a new customer. And then you have to provide what we call wow service. We, you really want to um, provide the best service you can because there's, there's so much stuff online right now uh, as far as, as um, reviews and, and we focus a lot on that and we really wanna wow everybody. And I think everybody in trades, I mean, from, from going into the home and that's, that's getting harder and harder to do, um, to that whole in-home experience with that customer, meeting their needs and answering their questions and then giving them the product and the service that they pay for, it's critical. And that, that's all across the boards in the, in the trades is that you have, to be, you have to be that guy or that company or that gal that steps out above everybody else that people go, wow, they're really good. I'm going to tell my neighbor about them. And yeah. I think that's, I think there's different Unfortunately, it's, there's people in the trades that don't do that service. There's ones that don't call back. It's in what happens with the water treatment. Somebody will call and, hey, can you give me a price? And everybody's busy and they just don't get back to them. And that leaves a negative mark and negative taste in people's mouths. And that's where we try to work hard with our dealers and say, you know, let's, let's respond to them as quickly as we can and give them as much help as we can and, and uh, not really lose them at all. So um, Got it. That, that whole in-home experience is, is so key and it, it's uh, like I said in all our businesses it's it, it's it's critical that at first we call that first impression when you know you're knocking on the door and that's where that, that can make or break you really totally yeah. are there any um and you know it's you well you've already said it, it's already been a theme through our conversation we've only been talking for like 15 minutes but customer service is there any type of vetting that Connecticut does before it works with a dealer to make sure that they have they could deliver that wow experience yeah so we're we're pretty selective on who we bring on as dealers we have i mean we literally have probably two or three or six companies a week that will reach out to us that want to be a Connecticut dealer 
And we go through a pretty extensive vetting process. We don't, um, I mean, if we'll do background checks on them, you know, Better Business Bureau. You can find stuff online about people. If, if we find out that they do hard sales, if we find out that uh, maybe they're just starting out and don't have the inf infrastructure to support, we find out that all they're focused on is sales and not the service side of things. We don't, um, we have a short conversation with them and we move on um, because we want to find the right partner. We feel like we, we have the best product on the market. Um, we're a little bit higher priced product than, than the competitors, but the value and the service that they'll receive from our dealers sets us apart from everybody else. So it's critical in that early stages when we talk to new dealers um, or, or prospects, do they meet our criteria? And literally nine times out of 10, they don't. And oh. so we just kind of, kind of move on from there. So. Um, not to get too insider baseball or not to like crack open any secrets here, but if anyone wants to become a Connecticut dealer, what would you give the, as the best advice to them? Like what materials should they have ready and prepared? Well, I, what we do is we send out a questionnaire and we just ask for, you know, kind of a business plan. I think business plan is, is key, but if, if they've been in business for a long time and they got a great reputation and, um, you know, they, they, they're great at servicing their customers. We'll, we'll, we'd love to talk to anybody out there that's interested in that. Got it. All right, cool. We'll get back to that later. Okay. Um, how many, how many of you, I think that's, that's really cool. And I love how you guys are able to be selective. And I mean, it definitely comes through when you talk about a product's brand, um, when it's not a uh, direct to consumer, when it's through a dealer process, how you have to be so intentional about the dealers that you select to sell your brand. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty fascinating to me. But yeah. moving on to our to our contracting audience, how many yeah. of your dealers are multi-trade? Are a lot of them primarily water treatment or do they have a lot nope. of cross? I would say probably 85% of them are primarily water treatment. When I first got into working with the dealers, I thought, well, man, I bet over half of them are probably plumbers. But really what we found out is that um, a lot of like the plumbing contractors are, are really, really good at plumbing. But then there's things on water treatment that just, it, it's not as cut and dry. And, and sometimes you have to have this whole background and stuff where they kind of shy away from, from water treatment. Um, but our, our water treatment dealers are kind of the opposite is that they're so specialized in, in water treatment stuff, they don't want to do anything on the plumbing side. So there's quite a few of them that will actually, they may have plumbers in their area that they work with. Um, where if there's a water treatment need, they'll, they'll refer back and forth. Or if somebody needs a water heater, they'll refer them back and forth too. We have, like I said, probably 15% of our dealers probably do plumbing. Um, we have another dealer that does HVAC too. They've started out in water treatment. They've expanded into HVAC and, and plumbing to really get into the trades heavily. Uh, but most of them are just focused on water treatment, which I kind of like that in some ways because we've got true water specialists. And the other thing we like to tell people though, is, is you don't have to be intimidated by water. You know, if somebody has you know, iron in their water or some kind of bacteria, that just scares people that may be new to it. But if we bring on a new dealer, we, we can certainly walk them down the educational trail there and teach them, you know, how do you identify different problems in the water? How do you take it out? We have a technical service team here that the dealers can call anytime and they'll help them troubleshoot it. We have a, a water testing lab here so we can actually tell you what's in the water. We can consult the dealer on how to treat it. And, but the other way though, is that 
if we have a dealer that's having problems or a plumber that's having problems with, with um, identifying the situation, sometimes we send them to other dealers that we know have dealt with the same thing because, you know, sometimes there's two or three different ways to treat water and you still get the same end result. Um, so it's what they feel comfortable with. So there's a lot of, again, it goes back to that whole collaboration community. between everybody and the, the community. Exactly. And um, it's just that, that dialogue. So we have seen that where some plumbers are kind of afraid of it and they, they special, they're awesome. And all the plumbing stuff, when they get the water treatment, it's like, yeah, you know, we're going to refer you to somebody or, or they may get somebody that um, gets something that's off the shelf. And that, that's what we've seen too, is that a lot of people in the water treatment side have not trained plumbers at all on how to even just test hardness. And they may buy a, a water softener uh, from their supply house and no one really tells them, you know, how to set it up right and things like that. And they install it. And I, I think sometimes they get stung by a little bit. You know, it doesn't meet the customer's needs. And then the, the customer gets, gets angry and they go back to the, the, the plumber and say, hey, this thing doesn't work. And sometimes I think sometimes they're just saying, hey, you know what, let's, let's call somebody else. And, um, it, but it goes just back to the education. Um, yeah. it's, it's not that intimidating. You just need to learn little things about it. That's fascinating. The reason I ask is because opening up an additional trade is really one strategy that I see a lot of companies use. I mean, some people are like, I'm going to specialize in one industry and I'm going to focus on expanding and collecting more zip codes. But it sounds yeah. like water treatment is, but it sounds like water treatment, while very niche, is high, very technical, requires a lot of education. So there's a lot of opportunity and maybe water yeah. treatment dealers uh, water treatment contractors don't have to look to expand because they have enough business within that niche. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. That's, that's most of it is that um, a lot of our dealers will have exclusive territory and they may have that same territory for 20 years, 30 years, and they're still getting eight, nine, 10, 11% growth every year. Some years they'll maybe build a little, little hiccups, but they've been there so long and they're, they're just kind of, again, mining those zip codes um, we do a lot of upgrades with our existing customers. Um, we have like a 10 year warranty on, on all our products and a lot of our stuff will last 20, 25, 30, 40 years. Um, but at that 15 year mark, they start to contact our existing customers and Hey, you've had this unit in it for 15 years. We'd be interested in seeing something else. And a lot of times they're able to convert them. They don't, um, they, um, uh, you know, they want something new, even though it's working, they want, something that is newer and maybe a brand new warranty. So they have a lot of success doing that. We really encourage our dealers to, to do that as well. Interesting. What would you say to a plumber who may be interested in entering the water treatment space? Um, the first thing I say, don't be afraid of it. Um, it again, it kind of can seem kind of intimidating. Um, but if you can, you know, we have a great trade organization called the WQA, the Water Quality Association, and they have some great learning tools there. Um, that you can educate yourself, just, just the basics. Um, if you just want to start with softening the water, don't want to worry about, you know, removing chlorine or drinking water, you can just start with that. Um, and don't be afraid, like I said, don't be afraid of it. And find, you know, there, there's a lot of smart water treatment people out there that will, that they'll teach you too. Um, if you want to learn about it, find a local company to partner with and they can, you know, they, they would take you under the wings, so to speak, and maybe train you about the thing. But it, it, there's nothing to be afraid of. Again, it seems it's so intimidating, but really just after little education stuff, you can become pretty familiar with it. 
Interesting. I wonder if it seems so intimidating because water is such like a fluid substance and it's not like as cut and dry as as the mechanics of plumbing. Yeah, that could be, that could be. Mm. And sometimes you can't really see what's in water. I mean, it may, you may have a glass of water that looks perfectly clear, but when it runs through your appliances and you get this big clunk of white that's built up, you know, on the end of the faucet every couple of years, that could be hardness. Or if you have iron in your water and you keep flushing your toilet and it gets red stains in it. Um, when it comes in, it doesn't seem that way, but after a while it just appears. And that's where I think that it can be a little intimidating too. Now, if you poured out a glass of water and it came out with these specks in it that you could see it, it may be less intimidating, but a lot of times look at water, it's perfectly clear. And then after a while is when it, it will can kind of get nasty. Yeah, did you ever think you would know this much about water? No, and I still don't know that much about water. I, I, I mean, I just, I know the basics. And when I get something difficult, I just, I just call the guys and the smart guys in the back. But <laughs> I know enough to get me to be dangerous sometimes. <laughs> I love that. So let's talk about um, the dealer-seller relationship, right? Uh, water treatment's obviously very niche, but when it comes to dealers within any trade who deal with um, sellers such as yourself, what are some key takeaways, or I should say some, some things they should be aware of before they enter partnerships, exclusivity partnerships, or any type of partnerships with, uh, with a brand? I think the, the number one thing is the longevity of the company. There's, there's a lot of brands that have been around for a long time, and they've been around for a long time for good reasons, that they, they, make, a, they make a good product, they stand behind their product, they train a lot. There's a lot of people that get into the industry and they're here for a year or two and then you never see them again. Um, they may have this, what they claim is a whiz-bang product. And, and um, a lot of the technology we use now was developed probably 50 years ago. There's some stuff that has gotten better, but a lot of the stuff, it, literally, if it sounds too good, it's probably, probably is too good. So just, I would just make sure that the company's been around for a while. Um, they have a good reputation, which is easy to find and that they have a good training program. We know that there's some suppliers out there will just sell it to people, then they kind of, you know, they sell it, then they kind of forget it. But you want to make sure you have that support from a, from a company out there to help you, you know, troubleshoot things or help you with sales or, or different things like that. I think it's very, very critical. Well, you guys already mentioned that you have a water testing lab and you have mm -hmm. a technical services team. Do you also send people to go out to your dealers and give them training on new products and such? Yeah, so um, we have a field team. There's seven people that scatter throughout the U.S. that travel around. But um, we even have a, a bigger group of people. We have a marketing team. We have a, a digital team. And we'll either go out to, to dealers and we'll do one-on-one -on -one training with them. We can have regional meetings where we bring dealers in and do training with them. Um, excuse me. But... Um, there's a lot of tools that we provide our dealers. We have a, um, because all of our sales are done in the home and we have to have a lot of visuals and, and um, really need to have a pretty impressive presentation. We have a presentation is on the iPad and you go into the home and it, it kind of walks it down the whole, the whole avenue of, of water treatment. So we go as far as that. Then we also have another tool that we use to follow up with the customer. You know, if it was what we call a demo no sale, you made a demonstration and there's only one person there, they want to think about it. We have a follow-up tool for that. And um, that's, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted to partner up with Service Titan is that they can help enhance that. 
Um, we do service training in the field. We do it um, over Teams or over Zoom now. Um, so we're pretty pretty adverse on how we can do the training out there to the customers because, again, every customer could be a little bit different. Every dealer could be different. So we try to customize it for exactly what their needs are. Got it. So you kind of have like this baseline baseline um, best practices that are distributed to the dealers and it's up to the dealers to do all the follow-up and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Let's talk about sales. So I talk about sales a lot on this podcast. Uh, I've had a bunch of sales experts come on. You've talked about, you know, this is how many estimates you should give. And this is how you should, you know, approach the home and like seek for every opportunity. As the director of sales for Connecticut, what are some parallels that you use within your team that, you know, dealers should think about when they're in front of homeowners? That's a great question. I do not have all the answers to that, but, um, (laughs) Well, I think it goes back to, all goes back to that, the relationship. So um, when we go into the home, it, it's, we, we tell our salespeople, build that rapport with the customer. You know, remember, remember their names, uh, mention their names when you, you know, talk to them, of course. When you walk around, you're doing an audit of the home. Same thing if you're doing, you know, an audit of HVAC system or something like that. You just want to be engaging. You want to take notes if they have you know, if they have a, a dog or, or even we have some people that will take a look around the room and see if they, you know, if they have a bunch of John Deere tractors on their mantle or things like that, they know that those are talking points. And if they need to have something to start a conversation, they can do that. You need to look at your surroundings, but it all goes back to that. You know, if you have that rapport with the customer, if you build up that relationship with them, um, it, it, it can do wonders for the whole, whole sales process. In addition, you have to be convicted. You know, you want to do the, the $10,000 presentation to get the $5,000 sale. Uh, we want to make sure you, you, you love it. Um, the other thing we find, we think it's important to do is that all our salespeople have our equipment in their homes because they can say, hey, I have this system in my home. I've had it in there for five months, five years, 10 years. That gives you an extra story to tell as well because you're selling something that you actually own. And we know that doesn't happen all the time, but most cases we do. So we have a purchase program available for all our dealers and their employees. So um, when they go into the home, even service techs, when they go into the home is that, you know, I have this model 2060, I've had it for 10 years. I think it's a great system and people resonate with that. They want to know that they're buying something that, you know, has been out there for a while and it works. And if you're selling it and you're talking about it, it must be pretty damn good you know, to, yeah. to, to use it. So for sure. You had mentioned earlier that, you know, compared to HVAC plumbing and electrical, people need an AC, they need a furnace, they need their toilet to flush, right? On this on when the problem is there, they know. And tech te- yeah. typically the technicians take the opportunity while they're in the home to recognize other areas of improvement. Because yeah. so many people don't know that they need water treatment, how do your dealers uh, go about getting new leads and you know what are some demand generation tricks that they can use? Yeah, so the number one, probably the number one lead source for our dealers are uh, referrals from existing customers. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our dealers will build up or develop a program to where if you refer a customer, maybe you get supplies at a reduced price or maybe you get gift cards or things like that. But that's our number one lead referral is, is, is referrals from existing customers. And they got a high closing rate. I mean, I think on average, their close rate is probably 70 to 75% which is sky high, where if you get a lead from, um, maybe from a mailer, that lead close rate may be 35%. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so definitely referrals is the first one. Existing customers is the number two way we get leads. Either they've had a Connecticut before and they've moved, or maybe they're an existing home and they want to upgrade again. We've had countless times when somebody has maybe lived up in the north and they've moved down to Phoenix for the summer or for the, the winter and they just stay there. <laughs> for the summer. Connecticut again. Yeah, but not for the summer. <laughs> um, it's, it's, um, it, it, those are just great ways. And then our third is, is through internet through Google AdWords and doing online campaigns. Um, that is a, that is still a really good source of leads for us as well. Interesting. It's kind of like, yeah, I imagine that is definitely a good sense, a source of leads. Uh, but going into the education piece, because I mean, referrals has an awesome close rate, but it does mm -hmm. kind of, you know, beget the question of what came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. So is there a particular strategy that uh, water treatment dealers can use to kind of educate masses? Do you notice if they use a lot of social media, for example? We are, we're finding out now that it's really important to have uh, informational blogs online. I mean, that gives you, if people are searching for it, it's going to bring people to you. Um, just doing general research, general knowledge on you know, water hardness or what are PFOAs in my water. If you have general things like that, um, that's always good to have. We always try to keep up with what is going on. Um, what's kind of the big buzzword today. I mentioned PFOAs and, and that's a big deal now throughout the country. It, it's uh, uh, a byproduct from like Teflon and, and nonstick things and, and um, fire retardant and things like that. That's got a big buzzword now. We have a lot of people asking. So we'll put, we'll put information out there about PFOAs and people are looking for it. I'll bring them to Connecticut. We try to keep them not real salesy, the more educational pieces. And then you get more, kind of more validity through it if, if you're on there not doing a big sales pitch, but just explain the basics about things. People, people love to read that type of stuff. And, you know, then generally that ends up to them coming back to you, you know, looking for more questions and having somebody come out and do a water test. Totally. Yeah. I a hundred percent. That's basically the kind of content I do at service Titan is education based content. That's why I started this podcast. Cause I think everyone in the trades has unique nuggets to share. Right. Right. The other, the other neat thing that our dealers do too, which is a lot different is that we literally do in-home tests in front of the customer. So we'll take, for instance, we'll, what we call the soap tests. So we'll have, um, we can hook up a mini, mini water softener to their kitchen faucet and we'll fill up this little flask up with soft water and we fill another flask up with their, with their regular water that's, that's untreated and you put drops of soap in there and you shake the one with, um, uh, with the soft water and after three, I mean, it, it's all sudsy and, and there's a different separation, separation, but then when you do the hard water, it gets all cloudy and there's not very many suds in there. And so we do a lot of visual demonstrations because Again, that resonates with, with, with customers. We do what we call a tea test where we make tea with, with um, tap water and tea with reverse osmosis water. We dip tea bags in it. And it's amazing how different they look. And um, there's different tests we do like that. And there's always one that resonates with that customer. Uh, if they have pets, you could put RO water in a bowl and <coughs> maybe city water in another bowl nine times out of 10, they go to the RO water because there's no scent to it and it tastes a lot better. Sometimes that, that works for people too because people are so into their pets. So that's, that adds a different twist to it too. And it goes back to the engagement of the customer and, and really getting them to, to buy in and appreciate what, what's, uh, what can be done for them. 
I love that. Do you have any dealers who brand themselves as like a water scientist or anything? We have some. We have several water doctors out there. Water um, doctors. We have guys nice. that go to trade shows with with, um, <laughs> with like a what, what, white lab coat on, stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty pretty common. Very, very cool. Uh, I love the visual representation and kind of the experimentation. I feel like some savvy um, HVAC contractors or garage door contractors could find an a an application there for their own trade for sure. If, and if you get the if you get the customer involved, where you have, you know, you have the wife shaking the the soft water one, you have the husband doing the other one, and he can't get it to make suds. <laughs> we have another dealer that that does it with kids, and he calls it the sud monster. And <laughs> he goes back out to do follow ups, and the kids can, hey, can you do the sud monster again? Or they're making the bubbles and stuff, and it's just that engagement, but. Yeah, I mean, if there's somebody, you know, in the trades that could do something to where there's like a visual and, and people can, can be part of the presentation, it would do wonders for them, I, I would think. Yeah. Closing sales. Yeah, and just like kind of coming in and doing that very like light touch education. Well, not light touch, it's pretty heavy education, but involving the family, involving the uh, the residents of the home in the in the testing. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what, in your experience, because you've worked now with so many dealers, what do you think distinguishes a great dealer from an exceptional dealer? Um, that's another good question. <laughs> I, I think, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good dealers. There's a lot of great dealers. Um, and I think we have a lot of exceptional. Dealers. And I think it all comes down it comes down to the service. I think a lot of the dealers, all the good dealers can make sales. They wouldn't be good dealers if they couldn't. Um, I think what makes them a good dealer to a, a great dealer is ones that can kind of go, that goes above and beyond. They maybe they need to, um, you know, do a little more training for the, for the customer. They're following up with the customer and they're giving the customer what they need. Then the exception is, is one when, when the customer's done, with this experience and they just goes back to that wow that that whole wow experience and they'll go online and leave a review and just said you know the salesperson came out and they talked about water and now it's just like it's incredible i just you know i never knew what i was missing until i had this installed i think it's that follow-up with that customer and the customer service and if you wow them that's going to make you an exceptional uh dealer or, or contractor that's out there you have to set yourself apart yeah. Um, because there's, you know, we've referred there's a lot of the chucking of trucks out there where they're selling a simple water softener back of their pickup and you're, you're going to lose some sales to them, but they're not going to be around long because they don't have the base and they don't care about service. But if you're out there again, just delivering a product with superior service, you're going to get more and more customers through referrals, which goes back to our, our number one, uh, lead source and a number one lead that that's easier to close are these referrals. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, if you can be exceptional, you're going to be very successful. Um, I think that's great. And again, that's, you know, that's going back and that could be applicable to literally all industries. Yeah, it's going yeah. above and it kind of seems like a no brainer. I mean, when you really think about it, it's like, well, he's not a rocket scientist to do that, but it's amazing that dealers try to do that or people try to do it and they get so busy and they just kind of, stuff starts dropping off. Um, it, it's hard to maintain that good reputation and that follow-up, but the really, really good, good companies do that. 
Yeah, it's that sticky part between growth and maintaining consistency because you right. have to intuitively be aware of, okay, where, where am I as an individual dealer getting overwhelmed that I need to start hiring more support? Do you guys have a lot of single, uh, single one team dealers or is it usually larger companies? Um, most of them, most of our deals, I probably have at least, probably at least three people. The small ones probably have three people. They'd have, you know, there's someone in the office and maybe a, um, salesperson and a service tech or installer. Um, Majority of our dealerships have about eight people, eight to 12 people. Then we have bigger dealerships that have, you know, 120 people. Um, but most of them will, we have very few one person operations. Um, it's just, it's too hard to really maintain the business and, and uh, you know, continue with growth if, if you have just one, one or even two people. Sometimes. Yeah, 100%. And you guys mentioned that you were had exclusive territories. So mm -hmm. your dealer owns that one space and so no one else can encroach yeah. on yeah. that. Got it. Um, I don't mean to make you choose favorites and that's, that's not the point here because I already know that you go through a rigorous system in terms of selecting dealers, but is yep. there a particularly memorable experience that you can recall with a dealer where, whether it be about them growing or really going above and beyond for a customer that, you know, resonates in your mind, considering especially that you've been with Connecticut for almost 20 yeah, years. Yeah. Um, you know, there, we, we get letters from, from customers, um, quite often saying, Hey, I was out at, and I can't remember the specific dealers that, um, they had bought an, a competitive unit, you know, a couple of years ago and it was on the weekend and they couldn't get a hold of this customer or the, or the, 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 the company. And so they called out the Connecticut dealer and, um, they went out there, I think it was on a Sunday afternoon and they fixed this competitive uniform cause they had company over and, um, they couldn't, you know, they, they had, iron in their water and they're worried about red water getting in there and the dealer went out there didn't try to sell them or nothing just fixed it and uh they're so impressed they came back a week later and they said hey we just want to take out all this competitive stuff and put in Connecticut there's stuff all kinds of stuff like that um it's hard to pin down one dealer because you know we again we hear here many many times um you know positive stories like that but that one kind of sticks in my mind is that here's a customer that wasn't even their customer and they went out and took care of it and um, they just made it right because it was the right thing to do. Yeah. When you really go above and beyond, then you develop some, some serious loyalty. And I think that's Absolutely. the overall Absolutely. theme here. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that has to make you feel good at being in a career for almost being at the same place for almost 24 years, just knowing yeah. that you work for a brand and with partners that really go above and beyond and make an impact in the lives of families. Yeah all across North America. That's awesome. I think, I think, yeah. And, and it's, you mentioned where we, we, we help a lot of families, but we're really our family ourselves. I mean, I've always, you know, meetings and stuff. It's, it's like kind of thank people for being part of the Connecticut family. Cause that's, that's really where we're at. And I think that's what kind of separates us from everybody else is that again, it's, and I mentioned it earlier, but it's not really a vendor vendee type relationship. We're really in this together when we're, developing new products or, or things like that. We bring in dealers and we share ideas with them and, and see if it's the right thing for us to do. I mean, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, that's how we found Service Titan. We have Aquarius Water up in, in Minneapolis and they're one of our top dealers. And and uh, I've got a ton of respect for, for Jeff and Brooke up there. And, and they knew that we're going to get more into IoT things and, and helping our, our dealers stay in contact with their customers. And, and um, 
he started talking about Service Titan. And the more I heard, we started looking at other vendors out there and, and Service Titan was a perfect fit for our dealers. I mean, we feel like Service Titan is the best product out there. We think we have the best dealers out there. And as we started talking to Service Titan's team, it's like, boy, oh boy, this could really, really work well. And um, that's, that's where it is. If we didn't have the relationship with the dealers, I mean, we may not be talking today. Um, it's, it's, you know, we are, the dealer business is the a biggest part of our business, of the, the, of the Connecticut business. And, um, you know, we, we want to provide as much support for them as we can. And uh, it's, I, it's, it's, it's nice having, again, that relationship with these dealers where we can share things and we can be honest. I mean, if, if, I tell them if we're doing something dumb, just call me up and say, Rod, you're out of your mind. We can't do it. I can do it with the dealers too. Um, I don't do it that often, but there's times when it's like, hey guys, we got to just, you know, take a different approach here and things like that. But um, it's, it's so key to be successful. Yeah. I love that. And I thank you so much for saying that such kind things about service time. We've been really excited since partnering yeah. with you as well. Um, and I can tell how much, care and consideration goes into the Connecticut family and the product. And it is definitely is, I think is a good fit for us. So I appreciate yeah, you yeah. saying that to me as well. Yeah, um, let's talk about the future. Cause you mentioned already IOT yeah. for, for yeah. anyone who does not know internet of things. Yeah. So I have a very base understanding of internet of things uh, to my knowledge as a total novice is that the internet of things is essentially a system that allows all of the systems in your home to home to be connected. And you right. have more control over every system in your home than ever before. So talk to me about how, you know, how this is a super exciting time for dealers and for Connecticut and what's kind yep. of on the horizon. This is a tough thing for us. We've been in business 50 years and our claim to fame is that our equipment is non-electric. We have sold non-electric stuff, you know, since, since we started in 1970. And um, so, you know, as we're always looking to grow to business and, and, you know, I mentioned that a lot of our sales are from referrals and, and it, it's, you know, we started talking is how do we keep, customers and dealers in contact with each other. And we did some research and because our, our products are so reliable, if a customer just bought a water softener, 70% of the time, our dealer does not hear from that customer ever again, because they'll go to a big box store and they'll buy salt. Um, if there's filters, they may go back to the dealer, they may go back to the dealer to buy salt. So 75% of the time, we have drinking water systems that need to have filters replaced, you know, every year that would bring people back. But we really wanted to say, okay, how do we engage the customer and our dealers more? And the other thing we want to do is we want to help our dealers build their business and make it more valuable too. And one, one way to do that is through service contracts. Um, but again, we didn't have anything really in place to do that. So, a couple of years ago, we sat down and we mapped out this plan and, and, you know, how do we kind of get in contact with, with these customers and it's through IOT being connected. Now being a non-electric company, again, there's, there's, you know, it's hard. It was hard internally. And it, it's, I think it's, it's uh, the dealers have accepted it quite well, actually probably better than what some of us uh, thought. So we came out with a leak detection product uh, about a year and a half ago. That was kind of our, first way into it, you can put in a system in your home, you detect if there's a leak and we shut it off and send a notification. Um, that was really nothing to do with water treatment, but it was a good entry level for us. 
Um, so what we did last um, October, we launched a um, just a Kinetico app. Uh, customers can download it. They can enter in their serial numbers. And it gives them some basic information about their system, but there's no really online presence with it. So in early 2021, we're going to be offering our first kind of a connected add-on to the water software. And that's going to be um, a product that can tell you how much salt is in your brine drum, because that's probably the one of the things that um, customers do, or they just forget about it. And then it runs out of salt. And then, you know, when I run out of salt, my wife gets mad at me, my kids. <laughs> so now I'll know ahead of time. So <clears throat> the way that will work is that when the salt gets to a certain level, the customer will get a notification on their app. Um, and then the dealer will get a notification too. So the dealer will be able to reach out and be proactive to the customer. So, Hey, Mr. Smith, I noticed your salt's down. Would you like us to deliver some salt? And that, that will be a big advantage that we've never had before. And so we're going to start with that. And then um, later next year, we have some other products we want to add to the, to our drinking water system. So um, we're kind of taking off little chunks. Um, it still takes the same equipment that we offer right now. These would just be add-ons. And the reason why I want to do that is that we wanted to make systems that are in the field, give them the ability to add on some of these new features that we have. And so if a dealer goes into um, somebody's home to change cartridges and say, hey, we got this new add-on, I'll tell you how much salt's left in your system. And we can sell upgrades that way, which is a big, big part of growing business too. So we are slowly but surely getting into the online app world like that. And I think it's going to be a game changer for, for everybody involved within it in, uh, in the Connecticut family, because now we'll have access to customers. The more we touch them, the more we'll be able to get more leads, um, better cash flow for our dealers. If they have maintenance programs, um, there's, there's all kinds of things. And um, it, the next, next, you know, two to five years, I'll be really exciting with the different stuff that we're coming out with. Yeah. That's a big change for us. I think that's so cool. And I appreciate your, um, I appreciate you being so transparent at the beginning. Like this was tough for us. Cause I remember I was doing some yeah. poking around the Connecticut website, obviously before jumping on. And I was like, Oh wow. No electricity. I imagine that yep. was a giant value add, uh, you know, a while ago, but now with, you know, the internet of things, we kind of need everything to be connected. Yeah. And what, what's interesting is that we've done research with our end customers and they all the, kind of the, the non-electric was what kind of pushed their interest. And then after, you know, two or three years when we do surveys with them, it's not so high on the interest list. What they like is that they got good water. That's, yeah. that's the number one thing. And then they don't use a lot of salt because we have the most efficient water software in the world through, through third-party testing. And so instead of somebody putting in, you know, 20 bags of salt a year, they're only using 10. That's what they remember. They kind of forget about the non-electric part, but that's what we use to get into the, into the home is that the, the non-electric part. Interesting. Very, very cool. I appreciate again, the transparency. Oh, no, no problems. No problems. Um, is there any, I have, so I mentioned, I have some rapid fire questions for you okay. uh, that you were not given beforehand, but before we go to the, to the, to uh, those, is there anything you want to kind of wrap up in terms of, you know, Connecticut, your, your amazing dealers, any advice, tips or tricks for anyone that we haven't covered, but we should have. Yeah, I think we got over just about everything, but again, if somebody, if somebody that's not in water treatment that wants to get into it, I mean, we're always looking for, for great partners and you know, people in, the, in the, you know, to join our family. I mean, just 
certainly reach out to us, but don't be intimidated by it. You know, we work with some large plumbing companies and if they have people dedicated into water treatment, they're, they're very successful. Um, but again, it's just, it's, um, can't be afraid of it. Just get a little bit of education. And, and if, if, if not, then find a key partner in, in your, um, you know, local area that you can refer business back and forth to, but it's, it's, it's a growing concern. And that's, that's probably one of the other gratifying things is that we always say we're improving lives through better water. And we really, really are. We're having a positive impact when you put in a system and you're taking lead out of the water or you're taking PFOAs out, you're really, really improving people's lives. And that's, that's really key. And that's, that's where it can be, you know, gratifying when I was in a hotel business to something like that. I mean, yeah, you're, you're giving them a place to stay at night, but here we're having an impact on people's lives. You know, yeah. we do a lot of uh, support with, you know, uh, local charities and things like that or, or thing. And it's just, it's just, it, it's really a great company to work for. And what we provide is, is a tremendous service. That's awesome. That's one of the reasons I like the trades too. So happy to hear yeah, you say that. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? I sure am. All right, here we go. How do you take your coffee? Uh, I don't drink coffee. Mm. I prefer if I did, it'd be black because I'd be too lazy to put anything in it. <laughs> if you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? Bill Gates. Huh. I just, I, 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 I'm intrigued by how his mind works and his philanthropy that's out there now. I just, I, I just like to pick his brain a little bit. There's other people too, but he comes to mind first. Interesting. Uh, what's the number one thing you're trying to learn more about right now? Um, IOT stuff, because I don't know anything about it. And here I'm trying to sell to our dealers is app development is a major pain and, and I'm learning the best I can about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel for you, my friend. <laughs> I do. Uh, if money weren't an object, uh, so you'd unlimited resources rather, what's the number one, what's the first thing you would do? I'd buy a house down in Florida because my wife and kids love it down in Florida. So we would, I would give them their dream. Oh, we're in Florida. Uh, the place called Boca Grande, which is down on the East coast. It's just North of Naples. Yep. I know where that is. Yep. Uh, what's the number one thing every dealer should do to run a successful business? Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, really they need to, they, they need to be in it to, to win it. Um, and to be in it, you want to give great customer service. I think that that's, that's the key to anybody being successful in, as a dealer. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. Rod, anything else before we sign off from this fantastic interview? I don't think so. I've done a lot of babbling. So um, hope I didn't tire anybody out. No, I don't fun. think you did. I did. I do not think you did. I personally very much enjoyed meeting you, Rod. Thank you again for taking time to talk with me and the audience. Um, and we will uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks for being okay. a guest on Toolbox for the Trades. Great. Thanks, Jackie. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Ever wonder how much your business is worth? So many owners ask that question and have no idea where to turn for an answer. In just a few clicks, Service Titan's new Service Business Valuation Calculator can give you an easy and free estimate of the current value of your business. Whether you're thinking about selling your company or looking to track growth, check it out now. Visit servicetitan.com value. Again, that's servicetitan.com value. See how much your business is worth today. 
Want to network with fellow service entrepreneurs and former guests of this podcast? Join our private Facebook group, Toolbox for the Trades, to get immediate access to the best tips, tricks, and tactics from fellow service entrepreneurs. Visit facebook.com slash group slash toolbox for the trades, or click the link in our show notes to join. See you online.